Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host. This is my podcast. And uh, wait, am I saying that right? Oh God, I've said this so many times. I don't even know how to say it anymore. Uh, let me try that one more time. Okay. Hello. Hey, it's it's Alexi. All right. Uh, my name's Alexi Wasser. This is the Love Alexi podcast. Uh, pretty self-explanatory. It's my podcast. And uh, yeah, here we are. Today, I have a great guest. I always have great guests, but you know, I'm continuing with that uh, approach to podcasting. My guest is musician Colleen Green. Uh, what can I tell you about her? Uh, we, we go on this, we have this great conversation. We talk about autoimmune diseases, which I didn't realize was going to be what happened in my last week's podcast and this week's. Turns out all these people were walking around town with autoimmune diseases um, and uh, sharing about it on my podcast now. So I'm happy to know about what's going on in their bodies and uh, shining a light on that and then being extremely honest and vulnerable about what they've gone through. And, uh, you know, we talk about dating approaching, uh, you know, somebody to flirt with and just a myriad of things, weed, pot, lots of stuff. You're going to enjoy this conversation. I think, uh, if you want to find out more about Colleen Green, um, stick around for, to the end of the show because, uh, I'm going to be playing one of her songs. It's a song called maybe I'll get hit by a car. Oh fuck. I fucked it. It's called maybe I'll get hit by a car tonight off of her LP, Harmontown Loops. So stick around for that. And uh, she's also going on an upcoming full U.S. tour with Potty Mouth in June and July. So to find out all about that, go to her Instagram, which is ColleenGreen420. Her social media handles are all the same. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, ColleenGreen420. And uh, if you want to visit her label's website... It's called hardlyart.com, but I say you just stick to everything that's going on on her Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And what else can I tell you? I had a wonderful girls' night in gathering this past Saturday. Um, I throw these monthly gatherings um, for women only, women, girls, ladies, however you like to refer to yourself, um, where we gather around. We have cocktails. We sit around in a circle in a living room. It's a, it essentially should be called living room hang. <clears throat> <laughs> Disgusting me. Oh my God. What the fuck? Anyway, <clears throat> Ugh, you're too good to hear me do things like that. I'm sorry. You're better than that. Maybe this will make you feel less gross about yourself today. Anyway, um, yeah, they, they might as well be called living room hangs. It's where I, uh, a bunch of women get together who are maybe new to Los Angeles or going through something or just want to bond and connect with other women and make new friends. And uh, yeah, they pay $25 and, uh, and, and, uh, it buys them a night of friendship making, friendship forging, uh, lots of cocktails. We had strawberry margaritas, um, just a wide assortment of beverages, Moroccan mint, green tea, strawberry margaritas, rosé, Pellegrino, regular filtered water, and pink lemonade. Nobody really touched the pink lemonade though. Anyway, all these girls shared their feelings on things and uh, there are so many girls. I should keep them smaller because I feel horrible when like it was supposed to be from 7 to 10 p.m. and all of a sudden it was like, you know, 9.59 and there are eight more girls who, you know, uh, who had yet to share why they came that night and what was going on with them in their life and whatever it is they wanted to share about. 
And um, of course, I share for like an eon at the beginning of it. We start with the meditation and, uh, you know, we, we, we mingle, then we meditate, which is hilarious because we're all like slightly tipsy and it's a bunch of tipsy girls in a living room getting settled for about 10 minutes meditating, which I enjoy, which I think is important because everything's like, Wah! and then it's nice to bring it down a bit. And um, so we meditate. I start off with whatever it is I want to share. I welcome everybody, you know, yakety schmackety. And then I talk for a fucking eon. And uh, basically what I shared about was my uh, was last week's podcast intro, essentially. I didn't mean for it to be, but, you know, that's what I was going through. I'm very honest. That's usually what's going on for me. Uh, you, you guys, nobody can... I can't ever hide what's going on uh, in my brain or uh, whatever. So especially on a night like that when the whole point of the evening is to share and be super raw and honest and uh, yeah. And then everybody else went around in a circle and then we had eight people left and uh, it was like a mad dash to share your feelings and, uh, and, and you know, so that's why I think there are, there are nearly 20 girls and um, it's funny. I, I should probably keep it just 12 to 15 girls and I'm grappling with the fact, uh, I'm, I'm grappling with whether or not I want to have another one in in at the end of the uh, at the end of May um maybe I'll do one in early June I'm de- I'm deciding cuz uh, a lot of energy goes into them like just you know finding a space you know uh organizing it just and then hearing everybody's story it's just like a room full of emotions so it's very very cathartic and emotional and uh some are, some nights are more emotional than others and they're in depending on what the people's stories are. But usually I find that whatever it is I'm experiencing or whatever it is that I've noticed, all the other girls are going through the same thing. So it's a very interesting situation to be in because it makes you feel less alone. You're like, holy shit, must be in the air. Or we're all finding each other and like we needed to meet up tonight because we're all going through a similar thing and we can all go, oh, wow, that makes me feel less alone. Or, oh, you're going through that too? Holy shit, how did you deal with it? Anyway, girls went off and exchanged information and now they're becoming friends and that's a lovely thing and that's the point of the night. So, uh, But I think I might need to take a break uh, just for a month, give it a little bit of a space, uh, give it some breathing room and then resume in uh, June. So if you'd like to go to uh, uh, an upcoming girls' night in, I would love to have you there in Los Angeles. Uh, I post about them on my Instagram page. So find me on Instagram. Let's just all be friends on Instagram. That's crazy. Whoever you are, male, female, whatever you identify as, uh, even if you don't want to go to a girl's night in, that's fine. But we should all be friends on Instagram. And my Instagram handle is at Alexi Wasser. Same on Twitter, but you know who really cares about Twitter? Instagram is where it's at. And uh, that's all I really want to tell you. I had a lovely conversation with Colleen. It's all over the place. It's super fun. And uh, yeah, if you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. I read all of your comments. They matter. When you subscribe and when you have your friends subscribe and when you tell other people about it, it grows the show. It really does help me. I'm not just fucking around here. I'm serious. Like... It's a big deal. And when I read comments that are, you know, recent, I'm like, wow, people are listening to me ask you to leave a comment and then you're doing it. It like, it's meaningful to me, you know? So thank you for doing that. And I hope you, you know, if you're listening now and you've never left a comment, do so. It'll matter to me. It'll mean something. And uh, the Love Alexi podcast is a listener supported show. This is an independent podcast. So if you would like to donate to the show, please feel free to do so. Uh, You can donate via Venmo at Alexi Wasser. Whatever uh, donation you want to, uh, you know, to give is greatly appreciated. Nothing could be too big. Nothing could be too small. 
Uh, always appreciated. And um, what else do I want to tell you? You guys, so many things. Um, if you'd like to advertise on this podcast, send advertising inquiries to dearlovealexi at gmail.com and uh, advertising on my Instagram as well. You can send emails there. All that being said, I am going to shut the fuck up now. I just got my period, in case you need to know this. You don't, but I'm telling you anyway. And I've run out of Advil. Even though you're not supposed to take Advil when you're on Zoloft, I believe. I'm on a 50 milligram dose of Zoloft. And, um, but I take Advil anyway because my cramps are just like, ugh, mind-numbing. They're the worst. This month especially. Crazy. And I did a photo shoot yesterday. I did this like... My friend is a photographer. She's incredible. Her name is Alex Prager. I've posed for a lot of her photos. And yesterday, I was in one of her photo shoots with a bunch of my friends, a bunch of her friends. And so it was nice to, to be reunited with them and have a hang sesh and do this like art photo shoot because all of her photos end up in like, you could be at like the Tate Modern or like MoMA or Museum of, you know, whatever. Um, all over the world in museums and galleries, you know, they, uh, so it's cool to be in one of her photos because you never know where you're going to pop up and be like, holy shit, oh my God, that feels so cool. I can't believe it. I'm in, this, uh, I'm in this museum. I'm in this neat art book. Alex Prager took a photo of me. Anyway, but I was like a day away from getting my period yesterday during the photo shoot, wearing an outfit, head to toe, white, a white outfit, very cool outfit. I was like so excited I got to wear something, uh, you know, that, that I would just wear in my everyday life that... Uh, you know, monochromatic, all white, feeling good. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, wait, let me look at the calendar. Oh my God. I checked out my period tracker. I was a day away. I was supposed to actually get my period yesterday. And you know what? I did. I got it like literally 10 minutes after I got home. So the outfit I wore in the shoot was intact. I hope, unless I didn't know. It should be intact. Everything's fine. But when I got home, I was like, uh-oh. And I had I, I just got my period. So, all right, uncover your ears. Uh, you know, uh, men listening who might be too sensitive. But if you're listening to the show, I think you're fine with all this chatter. Yeah, so my back is aching. Uh, I'm in a lot of pain. But you got a podcast. Because when you're a podcaster, you got a podcast. So anyway, sit back and enjoy my conversation with Colleen Green and stick around for her beautiful song. And uh, I'll see you next week. We're podcasting. Are you there? I'm here. Okay, good. Oh, God. So we just did the podcast before the podcast, which is... Uh, oh, my God. My boyfriend's calling me right now. Oh, my God. You need to answer. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't think he wants to be... James, you're on speaker. Who's that? Colleen Green. Oh, Hi, James. Podcast right now. We're podcasting right now. That's why I'm telling you know you're on speaker. How you doing? I'm fine. Uh, I'll go the way I'm on the podcast. All right. You're gonna go. Any words of wisdom? Any uh, any? Uh, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you? We're great. Let's liven it up. We are. Uh, we're podcasting. <laughs> well, I hope the podcast goes well. Oh, uh, what should I ask Colleen? Colleen Green is a. Uh, she's a musician. You've met her before. A few We've times. met. We met at the wedding and the show. Do you remember? Yeah, I do remember. So, uh, you had an idea of a, what should I ask her? I'm asking that. <laughs> what, uh, what's a good question, do you think? Uh, Colleen, do you want to ask uh, my boyfriend anything? Mm. He's already let me know he doesn't want to be <laughs> on the podcast. Okay. Um, boyfriend? 
James? Yeah. All right. So uh, do you have any questions for uh, Colleen off the top of your head? I don't. All right. Well, thank you for being on the Love Alexi podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll call you as soon as we're done. Wish us luck. Good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, that's James, everybody. Thank you. Bye, James. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I tried not to say his name and just be like, boyfriend? Right. He was like, oh, whoops. I said his name That's twice. okay. That's fine. Shit. Um, anyway. He sounded good. Yeah, he sounded really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's We're, laughing. He's laughing, living his life. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Colleen Green... We're podcasting. That's, That's you. We did our podcast before the podcast. We just already got interrupted right from the get-go. That's okay. Um, like I said, life is chaotic. Life is chaotic. How do we figure it all out? You can't. Oh my You'll God. never be able to figure it all out, no matter how hard you try, and it'll drive you crazy trying. Is this what you write your songs about? Um, maybe. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Maybe what? I'll write a new one. What do you usually write about? Is it usually- I usually write about... Like love and relationships, I guess, because yeah. love songs are the best. They are. Um, but it depends. Like my last album, I Want to Grow Up, was mainly about me. Like it's usually about like relationships or myself. Yeah. And that whole album is like pretty much about me and just like my self-loathing like throughout my 20s and coming into my 30s trying to like have a new positive outlook on life, your, or just trying to get there you're in your 30s I thought you're like 22 and a half <laughs> it's the bow it's right. the bow yeah. you guys you can't see right now she's she's got a cute little bow in her hair i do um i'm going to be 35 in october really yeah you look amazing i'm older Thank than you. you let's not talk about it we're timeless yeah and i thought we were like the same age me too yeah. well now i am that's what yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say i'm 35 from now on but then oh, I, I asked somebody the other day this like handsome musician guy. I was like, how old are you? And then I, th- I was drunk and I was like, how old are you? Like 42. And I didn't mean it in a mean way, but I knew saying it, even you just made a face. Cause it's like, even, <laughs> even saying somebody who might be 42, asking him if they're 42. And it was a guy. Yeah. He was like, excuse me. And I was like, Oh no, I'm sorry. And he just went, I'm timeless. And I went, Whoa. that's a great answer. Who I was like, it. I'm not telling you. Tell me. No, I can't. I'll tell you after the podcast. <laughs> All right. But I thought that was a good answer. I'm going to be like, I, from now on, I'm going to be like, how dare you? I'm timeless. That's stupid. Okay. That's <laughs> fucking dumb. <laughs> Just say how old you are. Like, who cares? Yeah, I'm 35. I'm timeless. I thought it was That's funny. It's fucked up. Okay. <laughs> well, at least you have your own opinions. Yeah. That's great. You got strong <laughs> opinions. And that's why you're on the podcast. <laughs> um, okay. So then, the, so you wrote about, you wrote about love self-loathing yeah and how have you changed from since you're being in your 20s to being in your 30s what's what's different i'm gonna think about what's different with um you. i'm i don't know me neither i mean i i feel like i'm like more i don't know if depressed would be the word me too necessarily but i think i'm just more like aware now like in my tw- and I'm, I'm glad i'm not in my 20s anymore i'm so glad i've I've been ready to like be in my thirties since I was like 27, but like, I feel like when I was in my twenties, I was just an idiot. Like I'm still an idiot, but in a different way. Like I was just like, "Ah, whatever, let's like party every night and, you know, go to punk shows and go to house shows and whatever, and just be a fucking degenerate all the time and not care about anything. Um, but now 
like life has like beaten me down a little bit more. Yeah. I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease when I was 25. You did? I did. What does that mean? Unpack that. Um, It's a disease called myasthenia gravis and it's a neuromuscular disease that affects your muscle strength. So now I've been dealing with that for the past 10 years and like just within like the past year, I think, have I been able to really like accept it and just like fully come to terms with it? I'm not even like fully there yet, I think, but yeah, that was something that was really hard for me for like a long time. What does that mean? Like, how does that make you like, how does that manifest in your body? Um, when I first had symptoms of it, uh, what were the symptoms and how'd you find out you had it? My, um, what was the first thing? Oh, the first thing that happened to me was I was, I had double vision because my eye muscles were so weak that they couldn't like focus or whatever. And then one of my eyelids started drooping down like that. I was like putting on eyeliner one day and my eyelid just like closed. Oh my God. It was super freaky. And then I started not being able to smile. And so it kind of like works its way down from the top of your body down. Um, And I guess in the olden days, people would die of respiratory failure because it affects your diaphragm. Oh my God. And you can't breathe. And so, yeah, I I started not being able to like swallow. And I got super skinny because I couldn't eat. I couldn't even swallow water. Really? Yeah. And so that was when I was like, I thought it was from smoking too much weed. At first, like the double vision thing. Yeah. Because I was, I was smoking like an exorbitant amount of weed at the time. And um, so I was like, oh, it's probably just from that, whatever. But then when I stopped being able to swallow and like chew food, Jesus my friends goodness. were like, you have to go to the hospital. And then I, I talked to my mom about it and she was like, come home right now. Where do you live? Where's your mom? My, my parents live in Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. So she like, my mom like researched the best neurological hospital in Boston and I ended up going there. I was there for like a week and they did a series of what I refer to as gruesome tests. Gruesome tests. <laughs> and by the way, thank God yeah. for the moms. Thank I God know. moms bring you home and get it done. Yeah. yeah. My mom's the best. Well, I was supposed to go home for a, a cousin's wedding and um, I was like, JSYK, I can't like eat or anything and I look really fucked up. Um, so I don't think I should go. And she was like, what? And then, yeah, ended up like getting me in the hospital and then they figured it out. They figured it out. And how, yeah. how did they solve it? What did they do when they figure it out? Ugh. Um, I, what did they do when they figured it out? Yeah. Like how do they make you make it so you can eat again? And how do they, is, I mean, there's no cure for it, but there's something, what do you tell yeah, me? Yeah. There's no cure for it. It can, it's possible for it to go into remission. Um, I'm, I still have it, but I don't really have symptoms anymore because I take medication every day. What's the medication? I have um, no idea the podcast was going to go this way. I, I know. No Sorry. I, no, I, I love the it. script pretty early I, on. I don't love it, but I mean, I'm, yeah, this is fascinating. Yeah. I had no idea. Thank you for telling me this stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, telling all of us this stuff. I'm on steroids. I take steroids every day, a very low dosage at this point. Stop bragging. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> a low dose of steroids. Mm-hmm. Is that a specific kind? Is that like what my mom might take for asthma or something? Like, or Maybe. What, what are it? Prednisone? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like the, the main one that's that people intense. take. That's intense, yeah. Yeah, and I take um, three three other medications. You, one, like, one helps like stimulate my muscles to work, and like eventually 
the the goal is to like get off the steroids and just be on this other medication because it's not as harmful. Um, but yeah, I'm like pretty good at yeah. this point. Yeah, you seem like you're so active, and you you don't seem you seem like upbeat, happy, active, so youthful, like this little like teeny uh-huh. bopper, and like. <laughs> so I mean, but are there side effects to these things that, that you notice? I mean, you don't have to talk about any of this if you don't want to. But what what are the side effects in case anybody else out there is going through the same thing? Yeah. Um, well, well, the side effects of prednisone are that it like weakens your bone density. So, and I ha- I have like osteopenia, which is like an early stage osteoporosis condition. So I just have to like take calcium and stuff. But that can happen. Um, if you're on like mega doses of steroids, it can, you know, cause like roid rage and rage cause you to have like crazy body hair and like, I don't know. Do you remember those when Kevin Nealon and Dana Carvey would be on SNL and they were like the steroids guys and they were wearing like fake body suits or something? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's coming back to me. And they just had like terrible skin and like really small legs. God, now it's coming back to me. I haven't thought about that in a while. That can happen to you. But that's not happening to you. No. Okay, good. No, my legs are pretty pretty normal size. You're petite. Yeah, Yeah. I'm pretty proportional though, I think. But yeah. I don't know. I'm chilling though. But yeah, that's actually, that's kind of a side effect too, is that I look fine, like, and I seem fine and I still do all this stuff. Like I lead a pretty normal life, but I do tend to get pretty tired and I have to like rest, Yeah, you know? Um, And like people don't, even my, even close friends of mine, like don't really like get that still. Like you'll be out with them and they'll be like, you know. Just stay out later or... We do drink? Or just... Yeah, I drink. Are yeah. You not, are you not supposed to? I shouldn't. Yeah, I think nobody but... should drink probably. I, I drink. I should probably <laughs> stop. I gotta live though. We gotta you live. Know, I gotta have some fucking happiness. Do you smoke pot God still? damn it. No, I don't smoke smoke weed anymore. I stopped in August. Is it... Well, congratulations. Thank you. Also, is it dorky that I say pot and you say weed? Kind of, <laughs> right? It's like I'm a... No, I think... Yeah, it's your prerogative. <laughs> My prerogative I never say dork. pot, though. I don't know. I think it's, it's really like, funny. It's like, okay, grandma. Yeah. Oh, you're not smoking pot anymore? <laughs> I know weed is so much cooler, but when I say it, it's just so wrong coming out of my mouth. Because even when I just said weed right now, it's like... Yeah. It's like, shut up. It's That's like, how I feel about saying pot. <laughs> like, when I say it, I'm like, ooh. Oh, God. Yeah. But well, it's really funny. Uh, well, okay. So why'd you stop in August? And I think it's great. Um, well, I okay. Honestly, um, it was after Kate's wedding. Oh, really? Because I was so hungover the next day that I was like, I am not like I when I'm that hungover. I know a lot of the time, like if you smoke weed, it makes you feel better. And like back in the day, I would be all about that. But I was just sunk, so hungover that I was just like, I can't do anything. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to smoke weed today. Usually, I would smoke every day. I, I was like, I'm not going to smoke weed today and I'm not going to drink for an, a, a month. Wow. That's how hungover you were. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty hungover too. I was yeah. wasted. Open bar. And I was there all day. Oh yeah. So I was there from like 3 PM or something until like, and then we went out to the bar after the wedding. Oh, see, I went home at that point because I was like, I don't know about this. Well, the other day I went to the beach to side, side to sidetrack a bit, but like I went to the beach and I drank at the beach. Like I had three Ooh. drinks on the beach. So I think being in the sun all day yeah. and drinking and getting tipsy. And then I drank at night, like I went to some place for happy hour and like drank till 10 PM. 
probably had like four, five, six, seven drinks over the course of the day, but the sun, yeah, I got blotto. Damn. Like, so wasted. And I was like, and I, well, God, I'm like another old timey figure. It's like, blotto. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Anyway, it. but uh, yeah, anyway, I just was thinking about and I threw up for the first time. <gasps> not the other day. This is not a good look for me right now, and I'm pr- projecting. We're or, being so honest right now. A little though. too honest, but uh, yeah, I went people to a, throw up. People just throw up sometimes. I hadn't thrown up. I had not thrown up in years. I haven't thrown up in a long time. And I went to a wedding with an open bar. It's these weddings with open bars, and I was drinking like all these like weird sweet cocktails, being mm-hmm. like, "Oh, the Tallulah. Oh, that sounds neat. I'm like, there's a flower in it. Okay, I'll get <laughs> you know ten of those." And all of a sudden, like, yeah, that was the first time my boyfriend ever saw me vomit and that was just not not cool Aww. i mean i don't need to ever do that again that's the worst feeling but anyway so yeah you were at that wedding and you're referring to kate dwyer's wedding kate dwyer former uh love alexi podcast guest uh kate dwyer of uh witch anyway but yeah she's great She's great. Yeah, I so I didn't drink after, for a month after that, and I stopped smoking weed, and I, I maybe smoked weed like two more times, like from August to November. Yeah. But that's it, and I, I don't miss it. Um, I don't like crave it or anything. I'm All my friends are still like huge potheads. I'll say it in that context. Yeah, potheads. <laughs> yeah. That does sound But normal. um. Yeah, I can be around it and like I'm not like, oh, I really wish they were like passing me that or whatever. I don't I don't like have any feelings like that. Do you do you get social anxiety? I don't I would never like think of it as social anxiety. I mean, I guess maybe that's what it is. I just think of myself as like shy. Yeah. And and like quiet. It's so funny that you're because you seem so still and grounded. But to say you're you're shy, it's so interesting because you can get on stage and you can just sing. And do you get shy like stage fright ever? Um, I do get nervous sometimes right before I'm supposed to go on. Um, but then I feel like as soon as I'm on stage, I'm totally fine and I'm like loving it. You are, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I I love it. I love to perform. But that's not like that's different than being like having to party. be myself and like oh. be fucking entertaining and talkative and have people be like, oh, you're really cool. You know, like that's a totally different ball game. Oh, you think so? Yeah. You think, you think just like being at a party, like being charming and like having people think you're cool. Is that, is that scary? That's scarier than like performing on stage. Oh yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. I guess that makes sense, but you're so talented. So it's like, you already know you have that covered. Like you've got like a beautiful voice, you write your own songs. Like it's so effortless. So, I don't know. Normally, that would be so much more terrifying if somebody didn't, especially if somebody didn't have talent. Like, well, you've got talent, you've got. Uh, it's anyway. too kind. Okay. Well, Good but stuff. that's like it's it's like in the can though. You know, like I have all these songs that are written. Oh yeah, it's like you, I've rehearsed them, and it's like that would be like you should have conversations in the can. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. That would make it. That would make it much easier to go to a party. It's true. And I, I mean, yeah, I guess some people do kind of have their little like spiels that they say to people when they first meet. I do. I feel like I'm a real good bullshitter. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey, oh my God, you look great. Oh, you smell so good. What are you wearing? Oh, blah, blah, blah. And then I have like my story. Oh, yeah, your little I was in a lift about over yourself. here and the thing or whatever, some kind yeah. of like thing. I don't know. I was just like, I think that's like my coping mechanism for life is to be like, keep it moving. Yeah. Just keep talking. Just like keep the ball. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I guess it's hard to be still. I think it's such a nice thing to learn how to to be comfortable being still. I kind of um 
adopted this philosophy many years ago that... What? I said exclusive. (laughs) It's no secret, but um, the philosophy is don't speak unless you're spoken to. Really? Yeah. At some point, (laughs) I think in my 20s, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to not speak until unless unless somebody talks to me like I don't need to fucking talk to anybody else. And it actually I did pretty well with it for a while and it made my life so much easier. I bet it did. Oh, my God. And then on the other side of the, like the opposite end of the spectrum, it's like me where I'll start a conversation. And so often like people just like not respond to me, walk away, not hear me or just be like, she's too much. Like, I don't know. I've always been like, Hey guys, what's, what's going on? (laughs) What? At least you're friendly. That's like kind of rude. I know, but yeah, but, uh, I like, I think that sounds like a good plan. I think, um, that was when I was still living in, in Oakland, I, I, I adopted that philosophy, but that is now a very that, Oakland philosophy, I feel like <laughs> everybody in Oakland is very like calm still and just like not tryhards. So? I feel like they aren't like they're like like I would make them. I'm like this yuppie, like talkative, like uh, oh yeah yeah. And, and in Oakland, they're like please, maybe yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I only lived there for a year, so and that was like ten years ago. But yeah, I feel. Yeah, I feel like in LA, everybody is like so on all the time. People are always trying to like sell you on something, even if it's just their personality. Yeah. Like everyone's trying to like prove like how funny and great and awesome and can smart you, they can are. You stop talking about me, please. How do no. you? No. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> not everybody. Not you, Alexi, of course. Uh, but me, yeah, for sure. I just think you're like friendly oh, and cool. That's, that's good. Well, and you're really you. nice, though, too. That is true. You're not wrong there. You're right. I feel like if you're nice and you're just polite, you can pretty much, you should be able to say like pretty much whatever you want. Okay. Well, that makes sense. As long as you're not a dick about it. Yeah. There are a lot of dicks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. Maybe I'll go back into that, that mode. Where you don't speak until somebody speaks to you? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like all my friendships in my life, I guess in elementary school, junior high, high school, whatever, early twenties, I would always gravitate towards the girl and also, also, most of my boyfriends have always been pretty quiet, except for my five-year one. He was like so loud, and then I couldn't take that. What was what was he? What was his birthday? Oh, he's a Virgo. Oh, interesting. I'm an Aquarius. I didn't know what that meant. But then I, I've dated <laughs> like two guys who are very like big personalities, like me or, or bigger personality than me, and that was like <gasps> too much a little bit. Yeah. I liked it sometimes. I thought it was fun. I actually did like it, but then sometimes it's just like now I've come into this place where I always end up dating people who are like the, not the opposite of me, but the way they present is is so the opposite of me where they're very still and quiet and yeah, I don't know, introverts and, and I like that. I like the balance. Yeah. Even though it can be really frustrating sometimes because it's like if they don't operate the way you do, it's like you're, you're, you're like speaking two different languages or something. You have to allow for somebody to be themselves and they've got to allow for you. And Yeah. But it is a nice balance because I like to be able to be quiet with somebody because mm-hmm. if I just keep talking nonstop, even in my personal life, my head will just explode and I'll want to kill myself or something. <laughs> but, right. Uh, yeah. You need somebody who's a foil for you. Yeah. At least that's what I think. But, oh man, you just said something that made me think of something. Well, tell me. I forget what it was. What did you just say? Can you just say everything you just said oh, the, again? Uh, oh, oh, I was going to say this about friends in, in elementary school and, and I would always walk over to the most quiet girl 
and it would become my job. Maybe it's the people pleaser thing, or I don't know what this was. I think I, I still do it. It's like become who I am, but like maybe that's why I interview people or have conversations with people. I would always go after the quiet person and like draw them out. Mm-hmm. And that's what I always like doing. Even all my girlfriends too. Yeah, because I wanted them to feel like I was putting away. I wanted them to feel special, put my attention on them, make them feel understood. And then I don't know why I did that though, because it's kind of exhausting. I think that's like an air sign thing kind of. Is it? Maybe. You're a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio. I'm an Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Did, did you remember what you were going to say? No. Okay. Why are you saying astrology? But what? I was going to say that like air signs um, tend to have a desire or an urge to like win people over. Oh no. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. So maybe that's why like you were like, that is the one person that's like not talking to me or whatever. Yeah. Like I gotta gotta make them. I gotta crack that. Make the conversion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Very interesting. So I read on the internet you're a Scientologist. <laughs> Me? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> the quiet girl in the class? Yeah. Oh, no, you. Me? No yeah, way. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was talking to like, some fake quiet girl in the class? Yeah. No, I was just trying to segue into some question. Oh, no, not a Scientologist. Were you raised with religion? Um, Barely. Like my 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 dad never had any like... He never gave a fuck about any kind of religion at all. Um, my mom was raised in like an Italian Catholic family. Yeah. And my grandmother like f- went to church every Sunday until like, you know, she's going to turn 100 in April. She so is? Oh she my is. God, we should call her right now. I don't think we should do that. Okay, really? She <laughs> might, I don't want her to have a heart attack. Oh my yeah. God. It's like she's, she's almost going to be 100? Yeah. All right, yeah. Yep. She's Jesus. the oldest person in my hometown. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. What's your home in, in Massachusetts? Yep. Do you talk to her? Yeah. What yeah, she, I love her. She's the best. What does she teach you? What What is a hundred year old woman, nearly a hundred ninety nine year old woman like? <laughs> there must be so much knowledge in there. If she can yeah. remember stuff, can she still? Well, she doesn't. She doesn't really talk that much these days. She's she's still that. fine, but um, usually when I call her now, she will just like. Tell me some kind of like little, (laughs) she'll like try to give me some little nugget of wisdom that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Like, like last time I talked to her, um, it's just very like quick cause she's very tired, but she's like, you know, it's usually like, Oh, what's new around there? Nothing. Oh, I'm traveling. And she's like, that's good. And then she goes, all right, well you just keep your chin up there. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I will. And are you? I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was just a really funny thing for her to say. Like I was like, uh, oh yeah. uh, Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Like I think I knew what she was like getting at, but it, it was like, that was the one like little cliche expression that she was able to pull out of her brain at that moment. Yeah. And so she just said it. But yeah, I used to go to church sometimes because my mom, I think, would do stuff more out of like a sense of obligation. So she would be like, you know, I'm a good, I'm a good Christian girl. And so like 
we go to church on Sundays, but half Catholic or Christian, whatever. I don't know the difference. Yeah, Catholic is more sexy because it's like Italian Catholic or (laughs) Roman Catholic. I don't know. It sounds like more like. I don't know. I like I like the style better or something. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think Catholic it's is like obvious. more of the umbrella term and then Christian is like a, you know, a sect, but yeah, Christian. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like half the time it would be like, she'd be like, do you guys want to go to church today or do you want to go get donuts? Donuts. Really like, donuts. <gasps> so yeah, that's about how yeah, like religious you were. Yeah. Yeah. That's about how, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, How um, religious? That's all I can think of. Committed. Oh, to religion. Yeah. Um, This has nothing to do with that, but since you stopped smoking pot, Mm -hmm. has it been harder to write songs? Was there like a bit of a thing where you're like, oh, do you like, what's your like, you know, what's your creative process? No, like, what is your, like, because would you write Stony? Yeah. Is this a horrible question? Is it way too cliche? Because I was just wondering if you do stop smoking pot and you're like used to it, like let's say people like write when they're drunk or write music when they're like tipsy and you stop drinking, wouldn't you, wouldn't that might be a hurdle to jump over? Um, I think that writing the actual music is not easier, but um, like when you're high, it kind of can spark some kind of creativity, whether it's good or bad. I don't know. And so writing music, I think... Sometimes smoking weed can be beneficial to that because it also just makes you think about stuff in like a different way than you would when you're sober. You're so right. Also makes you hear music differently. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Just listening. But then then again, it's like, you know, I've seen so many bands when I was high that I was like, this is amazing. Oh my God, I love this. And then I went home (laughs) and was sober and like tried to listen to them. And I was like, ew, this sucks. (laughs) So, yeah, it can kind of skew your perception in a bad way sometimes, too, I think. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Writing lyrics? I think... I think I... I don't think I, like, have ever written, like, my best lyrics or anything when I was stoned. Yeah. Because, like, when you're stoned, there's, like, no, like, learning going on. It's just, like, a halt kind of... Like maybe I've gotten an idea or something for a line of lyrics or an idea for a subject of, of a song when I was high, but actually sitting down and like writing out like these like poetic lyrics that I don't think that's ever really happened when I was stoned. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you're fine. Yeah. So being sober is like... Oh, know. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, fine. God. Do you do psychedelics or anything? Um, right. I haven't in a while, but... I used to do mushrooms a lot. Yeah. Um, which I love. I I've taken acid a few times. What's the biggest difference between acid and mushrooms, you think? Like what do you get? The taste. Just the taste? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've only had a mushroom chocolate before. Which oh, I think okay. it's like bogus or something. Like I should have actually had real mushrooms. Or really? Something. Why? Did know. you trip? I did. So I guess there you oh, go. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. As long as you trip. That's yeah. the most important part. Yeah. Were you like tripping balls though? Or you were like seeing shit? Uh, not seeing that. It was way internal. It was like way more internal where I'm like having all these like deep like, but I was like crying and then laughing alone on my couch, uh-huh. just alone in my apartment. Whoa. Yeah. I just decided to do it for the first time by myself on New Year's Eve. Oh, I think you told me about that. Yeah, it was like a few <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Uh, wow, you're wild. Oh, God. 
Meanwhile, I left a note for the police by the front door being like, hi, if, uh, you know, I, I've taken a half of uh, the, the, the chocolate on my counter in the kitchen. Please call my mom in case of emergency. Oh, my God. It was like nerd That's alert. That's so cute. Yeah, I just like left a note for the police. Yeah, just in case. Wow. But uh, yeah, I, didn't, I, I just thought, I thought it was going to be like, and I've said this before, but I've, I've, I thought it was going to be like Austin Powers vibes where it's, it was like, like an interstitial in, in Austin oh, Powers with like wavy cool. lines. But yeah, I just I didn't know it was gonna be like wow, like yeah. internal epiphanies and tears and like a deep understanding of like nothing can hurt me and like we're all one or something. Uh, we're like yeah. so that was nice. But and I also did acid. I liked acid too, though. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I think you have to take like you have to like I've I've like tripped balls a couple times on mushrooms, and you have to eat like a lot. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. It hurts my yeah, stomach. It's, it's so like, gross. Yeah, it's the poison. I can just feel it. You're like, I'm going to vomit at any moment. I always puke you every do? time. Yeah. Yeah. Even I if wanna... I just eat a little bit, just because it tastes so gross. And then what? And then you, I get like tripped out. Like I get, I like psych myself self out. Yeah. I'm, and I'm just like, I think I because like, I think the first time I ever did them, I like puked and then I felt like amazing. Yeah. So like then every time after You're that, like, I was I like, oh, I have puke. to do it. I must yeah. puke. Yeah. But, and then after I puke, it's like awesome. But the thing is, I don't think maybe I would eat like a little bit of mushrooms nowadays, but usually when I'm tripping, I'll just like smoke mad weed oh, too. Yeah. And that it's kind of always like gone hand in hand, but yeah, I don't know. What does your mom do? My mom was a teacher. She's retired. Yeah. But she was a teacher. Does she get your life? My whole life. Does she get your lifestyle? She get my lifestyle. Um, and she saved your life. She fixed you. She brought you. You know, you went <laughs> home. But like, does she? Is she like? Can you tell her you smoke pot? If she heard this podcast, would she be like, "What?" No, no, no. She well, when I actually when I was in the hospital, I remember she was sitting with me, and I think she was just having this like why moment like why is this happening what happened to make this happen like what could we have done you know like what did you do so she was just like giving me the run like the inquisition and she asked me like because I think then it was it had come out that like I was like a stoner which she was like oh my goodness which my parents are no angels so are your parents still together yeah yeah what's your dad do my dad's retired. What was he? But he was a mechanic, mechanic? all my life. Mm-hmm. And what kind of teacher was your mom? Um, she was special needs for oh, a long wow. time. And then she was like, uh, she did like fourth grade and fifth grade and taught science. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be scared of sixth graders. We're junior high kids. Or, yeah. I think or high she was just in, in elementary. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she was like, you know, she's like, oh my God, like, so you've been smoking all this weed. Like, have you ever done anything else? And I was just like, yeah. Let's go with the program, mom. <laughs> Be cool. Yeah. And she's like, have you, have you done ecstasy? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, have you, have you done, have you done acid? And I'm like, yeah. She just went down the list, you know, that's pretty much it. I think maybe she asked about mushrooms. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah. Not cocaine. Maybe she like asked. Cocaine. I can't remember if she, I have done cocaine many times. Really? But, but you, don't, I, you don't seem like a cocaine person. I'm not a cocaine You're, person. Yeah. No. Not at all. That's a compliment. I don't like it. Yeah. I think it's gross. It's so gross. Yeah. I, 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 I've only bought it like a couple times and that was back in the day when I was like wilding out. Can you still be arrested if the cops hear this podcast? I doubt it. All right. Nerd alert again. <laughs> Me. Okay. Let's see them try. <laughs> I don't, I don't have any illicit drugs on my person or in my home. Oh, God. 
So yeah, I think I'm good. So when are you? I'm a good girl. You're a good girl. I know. I can tell by the bow in your hair. Thank you. Are you single? I am single. I already knew that. Yeah, she knew. We had a a girl time before this. (laughs) (laughs) None of your beeswax. Okay. Wait. So okay, you were telling me the difference between writing songs in your 20s, now being in your 30s, and that like led to the whole thing about like your autoimmune disease and how like life is beat, beating you down and changed yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, with a big like, stick. With a big stick, but it's like, <laughs> let's go back to that. So what are the biggest differences in like what you're trying to say with your music? Like, are, is there some, if somebody said like, oh, what are you trying to say? Or like, you know, are you just trying to make people feel less alone or for you to feel less alone or just what, what, what are you doing? I don't know, man. Me neither. I don't know what I'm trying to say or at this point. Uh, how the song's different, do you think? Or how they how have they evolved? Well, um, my last album, I Want to Grow Up, I feel like it took a lot out of me. I don't know if you've ever listened to it and it's okay if you haven't, but it was a lot. Like it's, I pretty much like bared my soul on that album and it was really real. And like, even like thinking about it, I still kind of like tend to get emotional. Um, and so, I mean, and that came out five years ago. Yeah. Like, and I haven't really, like, after that came out, I've just been, like, laying pretty low because I kind of feel like I don't have that much left. Really? To, like, talk about. Like, I feel like it's all there. And also, that album was kind of my admission of, like, this is how I feel about myself. This is how I feel about my life. And like life in general, and like I'm not necessarily happy, and I need to take steps to like overcome all that bullshit that's been building up in me since like I became cognizant that there's like a whole world around me, you know? Um, And so then the next step after that has been actually trying to take those steps to just become a better person and. Um, release all those like addictions and insecurities and little hangups and neuroses and things like that that are like causing my life to not be exactly what I want it to be. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the zone that I'm in right now where I'm finally like five years later trying to just like eat really healthy and like not drink as much and like I stop smoking weed like I'm it's taking me a long time but I'm you know slowly but surely hopefully and I do feel better at this point and I'm probably going to record a new album in a couple months which is good because I feel like I'm finally like ready to just like get on with it you know have you been writing songs yeah you I have, have a, I have many? a whole album ready you do mm-hmm. but many? it's been like very very slowly over the past like five years that I've been working on it yeah yeah I completely relate to what you're talking about because I don't know it's just like I feel like and I was asking people I think I was like I don't know who I was asking this the other day but I was like just some stranger I said like don't do you feel like everybody has this point in their life where it's like your whole life gets turned upside down and you go oh I can't do it this way anymore it's not working anymore whatever that means and like I totally feel like that's where I'm at right now and it's the most not sad or a bummer but it's really uncomfortable and it's exciting and it's good whether that means like yeah everything you just said like just you're changing how you're eating and shedding insecurities on the stuff and and I for me it's like 
and we were talking about this a little bit before we recording this podcast, but uh, off air, as they say in Tinseltown, showbiz. <laughs> anyway, but uh, off the record, off the record, but uh, yeah, where you, where it's like all of a sudden you like face yourself and you go, well, that's not working, or I don't like this about me. I can see myself finally. Oh my god, I can actually identify the behavior. And then it takes that other step to be like, okay, I've identified the behavior, but you can be aware of the behavior for like a few years, maybe like a little murky on like, oh, I do this thing. It is me in whatever facet, you know, in whatever aspect of your life. And then you're like, oh no, I really do this thing. Like this is a thing that I do and it sinks in. And then you have to like change the behavior. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other thing from just knowing what behavior to change to like do it a different way, whether it's like, you know, have self-worth or like remember who you are and put yourself first or not be insecure or eat healthy or Mm. stop smoking, whatever. And like stop smoking pot. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but you know, and that for me, all my shit, you know, I told you this before, but like all my stuff comes up in relationships, Mm -hmm. which is why like there's such a handy, wonderful thing is they make you learn, they make you grow, but it's so uncomfortable anyway. Yeah. And like a lot. I love that you, sorry. No, no. I love that you use the word uncomfortable. I think that's like the perfect word for it. It's uncomfortable, but then you hope going to the other side will like, you have to go through that. I guess it sounds so cliche and I would never normally say this. It sounds like it's some, some like Instagram mm-hmm. bullshit meme, but it's like, yeah, I'm just like fighting through all these things right now personally. Yeah. And all my stuff, I feel like one of my biggest lessons on, you know, in this lifetime or in this incarnation uh, is mm-hmm. to like learn how to love someone and to be loved and it sounds so simple, but I didn't realize it's so hard for me. Yeah. And to like also like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, it does seem so simple, but it's fucking hard. Yeah. And because, yeah, like, yeah, like speaking of cliches, there's that one that's like, you can't love anybody else until you love yourself. And that sounds like such bullshit, but it is hear, true. You can't even hear that phrase anymore because it's so like such a cliche. But yeah. You really have to like look at the phrase and be like, oh, yeah, like, Oh yeah, like I, I, talking about this, I was in therapy and uh, and I and I was like, I was like, this is what I need to work on. This is the following what I'm about to say is what I need to work on. This is what I was talking to my therapist, and he like fully agreed. I need to be happy on my own, like as a mm-hmm. person, like do the things that make me happy and fulfilled, so that I am, and I am responsible for my own happiness. And then when you're in a relationship, because I always forget this, I'm like, what is the goal of a relationship? What is like, because I have it all fucked up. My idea of love is not what I think. In my, my idea of love is like this passionate French film, codependent, fucked yes, up weird thing. me too. Yeah, and it's like sick and twisted. With like drama. So much drama and like, and, and just like requiring all this, somebody else to do all these things to make me happy. And if they don't, I, I've got to feel upset about it or rejected. And then I can't be happy because they did it wrong, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and like I'm trying to like get to this thing where it's like I'm responsible for my own happiness, and then the point of a relationship is two fully realized happy people meet each other and they're together and they complement each other's life, and you make each other's life better. Right, and you're, the, and you're supposed to enjoy time to, together. You complement right. one another. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're supposed to enhance each other's life like enhance, salt, like salt. Yeah. Exactly. My mom even said that's supposed me. to be the salt. That's so funny. Or the your mom said salt. Yes, my mom said <laughs> Alexi. 
your relationship should be the salt. You're the meal, but you're not making yourself as important as a substantial meal. She actually said this the other day. Mm-hmm. You're like an appetizer it. at this yeah. point. I'm like an appetizer. I'm the, I don't know who somebody else is the meal, like too important. And she's like, all that matters is that you're happy because if you're not happy, nothing is going to be like, and, and yeah. so anyway, I hope that any of that and makes then, sense. Yeah. It's like too much pressure on the other person to make you happy, feel like they, you know, you're relying on them for your happiness. That's like a lot of pressure to put on that somebody. That's not fair. And I think that's how people live relationships most yeah. of the time. It's not so uncommon, but I'm just no. trying to like call myself out on it and be like, okay, like, you know, and also like my therapist is telling me like a nice thing to do in a relationship is create space. He's like, Alexi. And since I do tend to date very quiet people and, you know, a yin and, yin and yang, yin and mm-hmm. yang. Just kidding. Anyway, but... uh. <laughs> Was like just like to make myself cringe. Anyway, um, I'm in on the joke, guys. Anyway, but uh, oh yeah, I move very fast. My therapist refers to me as a cheetah, and, and whoever I've dated is that's the, the fastest, the right? fastest a cheetah. And then and then whoever I date, he refers to like being a turtle. He's like, you date turtles, so you've got to like, you just can't be like knocking on their shelves and being like, I need this, I need this. Hey, over here, because then they'll just retreat. So my job in a relationship is to create space and I was like what the fuck does that mean he's like just create space so the person can come towards you so Mm -hmm. you're not just like pinning them up against the wall being like I need this right as opposed to like you do your thing create space for someone else to exist and then watch they'll come towards you yeah had a better feeling than going after all that like Totally. Is any of this making sense? I'm yeah, yeah. Rambling. Well, I, to use another like nature analogy, I'm picturing it in my head right now as like when you see a little stray kitty or something and you you have a little treat for it and you really want to play with the kitty or just at least like get close to it and you're like, hey, and you go towards the kitty, but the kitty's going to back off because it's scared. Yeah. It's like too much. But then if you just like chill and like set the treat down in front of you maybe or just like hold it and you wait, the kitty will come to you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe ignore the kitty. Do your own thing. Turn around. And then yeah. they'll turn around again and the kitty will be right there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then you build that trust. <laughs> Building trust. Over time, like you put the treat out every day and the kitty just keeps coming back and then eventually you're friends. You and I were talking about, was that on the podcast or off where it's like, how you have to just, tr- it's so weird because it's like, I'm a control freak. Mm-hmm. You were saying you're that a control freak. That was off freak. the record. That was off the record, but we're going to put it on the record a little bit. But okay. it's like, I'm a control freak. You said you're, you like to be in control, I'm right? All, yeah. And then when you're in a relationship, it's such a scary thing because it's like, you can't control another person. Right. I mean, those are fucked up toxic relationships when people do. I guess you can, yeah. but those are not the kind of relationships people should want to be in. Yeah. And that you just have to like surrender, trust. Basically, everybody listening, we're giving you the secrets to the best relationship mm-hmm. in the world, uh, having a, a perfect, uh, healthy relationship. I guess I'm just saying this for me or a reminder or something because I, I forget that where it's like, because we have, you know, Instagram, we have like all these way to like, all these different ways, futuristic ways to like feel like we're in control. Right. Or to like, I don't just know. Try to spot, spot patterns. Like I was saying... Off the record, mm-hmm. I try to uh, find patterns, find patterns make in safe. other people's behavior, so that I can predict what might happen, so that I can feel in control. Because when I can't predict what's going to happen in a situation, it makes me feel like out of control, and that's scary. And life is just out of but control. But you can't, you can't predict, and that's like what I was saying. I can't. I, I need to learn to not do that because you can't predict a human 
being's behavior day to day. Yeah. And you shouldn't like try to rely on that because it'll drive you nuts. It'll drive you nuts. Like trying to And listen. it's so like fucking stupid. It's a time waster too. Yeah. Just procrastinating your own life. It's a waste of energy. Yeah. Making someone else more important. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, oh God. Yeah. And it's just so crazy. You just have to trust a person. It's so insane to me. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking about that word earlier when we were talking off the record about mm-hmm. it and thinking about the, the word faithful faithful like when faith yeah you just need to have faith like it's interesting that we use that word to describe somebody who like doesn't cheat on their significant others you call it being faithful and like yeah that's just interesting because like like you said just like looking at that word like you hear it so much so you don't think about it that much but actually looking at that word and what its meaning is it's like being yeah you just need to have faith like if you love that person that they're going to love you and like not Disrespect treat you like shit. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh God. Well, then also off the rock, off the, off the rocker, off the, oh <laughs> off the rocker, off the rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> We're talking about how like when you're not in a relationship, you're like, Cons- not consume. I guess we should have just recorded all this yeah, shit what we were talking we do? about before. I know, no, there's a plenty of stuff to keep secret, but yeah, well, just, at least we can, I can mine from uh, from the off the record conversation. But it's like talking about how, like, oh yeah, when you're not in a relationship, you're like, you know, people were dating or you're looking, you're like consumed with trying to find something or whatever. Maybe not consumed, but it's mm-hmm. like you've got that. You're just like, I'm lonely. Yeah, I'm lonely. Or, or, or you're like searching because you're like, oh my God, maybe today's the day I meet the love of my life. Right. So that's like the single life where it's like you have this like, hope to maybe find something like some romantic thing because like that's what the person are. who's going to make you happy yes because right? you want to be happy that that's mm-hmm. like and then when you're in the relationship then you've got it but then that's also difficult because so it's difficult being single and dating and then it's mm-hmm. like because because like you meet people and then you try them on for size and then it's not right and then it's awkward and then you're having sex or making out with these people who like disappoint you or, or you're disappointing to them or whatever the fuck like and then when you're in the relationship it's like oh my god now i've got to trust i've got to be full of faith and uh yeah. and then and then learn about myself and then like explain why I act the way I do and all my weaknesses come up or all my insecurities and all this stuff. So it's like, but I guess it's all good, right? It's because it's a good thing. Well, it should, I mean, even if it's not quote unquote good, I think it it's it should always be a learning experience. Yeah. And, and if you can just take every experience, if you can just take things as that and just try to learn and grow as much as you can yeah. from grow. those experiences, yeah. then it can't it can't really be all bad you yeah you know and i also was thinking the other day about how like oh let's say worst case scenario if, I, if i'm in a relationship and i'm afraid like i'm gonna get like my most my biggest insecurity or fear or something is like i'm gonna get cheated on or something let's say that you know mm-hmm. uh i'm like i i just dawned on me i was like I, i'd be fine yeah i'd be totally fine it might be devastating really? okay like if you got cheated on and then you broke <laughs> up yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just saying like if I got cheated on, which I don't even want to like put this out in the ether. I don't want to manifest this. But no, no, but this is not what's, ha- this is not, this is not what's happening. Um, but I was just thinking like if that's the biggest fear in a relationship, but like then I would just get out of the thing and I'd be fine. I'd survive. Yeah. Right? So it's like... Of course you would. Yeah. So everything's going to be fine. I, I think that like... I mean... Is it raining now again? It no. looks like it might, yeah. Okay. But maybe we'll have another rainbow. I hope so. <laughs> I think that um, cheating is like a fear that is overblown. 
What do you mean? When people are in relationships. Like, oh, it's because not a of like movies and TV and whatnot, we're always, well, this is how I feel. Like, I'm always like, yeah, that's obviously like the thing that happens in relationships. Like, and that's what you should be worried about is that the other person's going to cheat. But I don't think in real life it's like, it's that common? Like that, that much. Yeah. What do you mean? I, oh, I mean, unpack that. Yeah. Like, if you're with somebody who's like a shitbag <laughs> and, like that's how they are, then if you're like a smart girl like you or me, you probably exactly. like sense that yeah. and you probably shouldn't be with that person anyway. But if you're in like a loving, committed relationship with somebody, I don't think that it's, yeah, I don't think that it's just like a thing that like somebody's just going to do. People just do. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do this thing now. Cause yeah. 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 You're right. Unless they're like a total sociopath. You're so right. Or unless they, if they think you're cheating, they're probably going to, Try to do it. People are actually good. They're so much better than I right. think they are. Yeah. I guess I mean, that's exclusive. I'm naive. This episode. You are naive? Yeah. I don't think I, you're naive. I think I'm a little bit naive, but that's how I feel. What do you want in a relationship, ideally? Or putting it out into the ether. <sighs> well, my... Okay, this is like what I want, but it's also kind of like my detriment because... Four hours later, we're still <laughs> like, no, I want... Just kidding. <laughs> He's tall. I, uh, I live in a fantasy world. Good. Me too. And... I want every every relationship to be a fantasy, and uh, when it turns out that it's reality. not, I'm like, oh no! And even with myself, like I know I don't want my partner. Like this is like my fear and my insecurity in relationships is is that like my partner is gonna realize that I'm a real person. Which I don't want. You don't want? No. Oh, I guess I don't either. Or I don't no know. Way. I'm just trying to agree with you. But I think that's, <laughs> yeah, that's why I do too. Okay, go on. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I think that's why like I've been in a lot of long distance relationships. You want it or, to be special and romantic for a long time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want it to just like, and this has also been influenced by like watching movies all the time and being like, yeah, that's how life is. That's how like relationships should be. But it's not like that at all. And when it like becomes clear that it's not like that, I'm just like, oh, fuck this or whatever. Do you, or, feel, do you feel that way when you learn? Wait, wait. Oh, yeah. Me? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. So I just realized I thought I'd tell you. Sorry, guys. Uh, technical difficulties. Just kidding. Anyway, oh, gonna, no, you're great. Um, When somebody else becomes kind of like, real or not imperfect or something do you get annoyed with them yeah like yeah okay yeah totally yeah what do you want in person like in this fantasy world what does that look like because maybe it could be real maybe the worst one person listening who's like your number one fan maybe you don't want to date somebody who's a fan of your music do you that sounds um, great actually it sounds like a wonderful thing no it's never <laughs> really happened before like I've dated people that like knew of my music or maybe even knew me through my music. Yeah. But they weren't like super fans, you know, like coming to my shows all the time and stuff. Got very bright. Yeah. The sun just came on. All right. Keep going. Um, So what is this mist? What is this fantasy man? Like, do you mind if we just try to, is this too embarrassing? (laughs) I don't, I don't even know though. I don't know what it looks like. How tall Um, are you? I'm like five, six and a half, five, six and a half. So he needs to be, Five, seven and a half or taller. Yeah. Preferably like... Six, four. Six, two. Six, six one. Feet. Yeah. Six feet or over. Yeah. Around there would be good. Yeah. But um, 
create a yeah. person? I don't know. I Sometimes I think that like I'd rather have somebody who doesn't know about my music at all. So they, because I feel like sometimes people or like men get like this impression of me that I'm like cool or something or that I'm like this like, I don't know, cool art person girl. to be like idolized or something. And then, or maybe this is just my insecurity about it. Like then when they realize that I'm, I'm not that way, like I am extremely cool, but you like, are. I know <laughs> me too. Right. But <laughs> not in that way, you know? So like, yeah, I feel like sometimes when like it becomes clear that I'm just a normal person, they're kind of like, oh, I'm dating an idea of you. But then you're right. But then that's what I said. That that's what I just said. Like that I do too. That's so funny because I do the so. same thing. I want a guy to date the idea of me and really like get off on that and be really like enchanted. Be like, think I'm real cool and whatever. Oh my god, this is very, very vulnerable right now. It's just some dumb shit I'm saying, but it's real. It's honest. I love it. And then, but I would be bothered also if that's the only way he saw me. Yeah. But I want to be seen that way. It's right. weird. It's like they can't, somebody can't win. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Because I'd be like, oh God, they see me that way. I might falter. Yeah. Or I like disappoint them disappoint in some them. way. Isn't that what Julia Roberts says in Notting Hill when she's talking to Never Hugh Grant? Okay. Me neither. It's not <laughs> one of my favorite movies at all. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I, I think I tried to like start watching it at it's one point, but movie. I couldn't finish it. Oh God. Maybe it was on TV. I don't know. Okay. I'm sure it's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you are so much cooler than me. Oh God, <laughs> no way. Let's talk about pot again. Okay. Anyway, um, and getting blotto. Oh God, no, <laughs> kidding. But but yeah, yeah, so that's kind of why I feel like maybe it would be best if somebody didn't know who I was because then they wouldn't have any pretensions or you know like pre- preconceived notions about what I'm gonna be like. Yeah, but. I don't know. I mean, I don't really care. In the end, I don't really care. Yeah. I just want somebody to like sweep me off my feet. Yeah. Basically. What does that mean to be swapped off your feet? Um, like they should, uh, like initiate interaction with me. Um, cause I feel like the last few people that I've dated, it's been me. Don't do it anymore. Initiating it. No. Yeah. Never. Yeah. And, I like that, like, in a way, but as Patty Stanger would say... Oh, now you're quoting Millionaire Matchmaker. Yeah. Hell yeah. Didn't watch Notting Hill, but you'll quote Millionaire Matchmaker. Yeah. Yeah, I love that show, too. But what'd she say? She would say that that, like, sets the tone. Yes. And the precedence for the whole relationship. So, so many books I've read if, have said that. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so... If you, like, I don't want to be wearing the pants in a relationship at all. I definitely want to be, like, taken care of and, like, have the man be, like, the leader or and, whatever. And we're both wearing pants right now during this podcast, but I we're talking. Pants. This is, like, a, you know, metaphorically speaking. Right. Yeah. I don't want to wear the pants in my relationship either. Right. But then if you initiate the interaction it's kind of like a masculine type of energy yes and then you're only going to attract like the feminine energy men which is ultimately something that you won't be happy with did you read getting to i do 
No. I watch The Millionaire Matchmaker, though, like all the time. Well, she must have read that book. Well, I used to. Well, I know. It's not on anymore, is it? No. Well, they changed the the format. format. It went to fucking WeTV or Lifetime or the O Network or some bullshit like that. Really? Yeah. And they, I guess it was probably a copyright thing with Bravo. They had to change the format and the name. What's it called now? It's The Million Dollar Matchmaker now. The Million Dollar Matchmaker? So whack. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Damn it. I'm going to check it out, though. Yeah, check it out. (laughs) But, uh, uh oh, making sure. Uh oh, wait a minute. There's what? a low battery situation. I might have oh, to change no. the battery. Plug it in. Hold on. Be right back, guys. Oh, okay. That's working. Never mind. All right. Um. So I read. And we're back. And we're back. So I read Getting to I Do, which is must have been what Patty Singer read, and that's mm-hmm. the all the whole thing where it's like that's why women get so confused. Where and it can happen with any like gender relationship where it's like if you know you want to be the feminine energy in a relationship, then you have to, that's how you have to start the relationship out. And if you like approach the person, then you're starting off with masculine energy and you're going to go for like a feminine or you're going to energy person. Like all people have like males have female and masculine energy, Mm -hmm. men and women, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So yeah. So no more. Are you going to go up to people and approach them? That's the plan. I don't know. I mean... Don't I, do it. I, Follow your own advice and mine. And yeah, I guess. But I still want... Because like, I feel like if I just sit back and like do nothing, nothing's going to happen. But maybe I should just like try to be patient. Yeah, let the kitty come and to wait, you like we're talking about. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I need to let... <laughs> Great space. Let them that come to you. That sounded so dirty though to let me just now. Let the kitty come to you. <laughs> yeah, that did sound dirty. Oh, but you know what? That was that was funny though. I wasn't expecting it is all. Well, this is what Patty's saying or, or, no, or the woman, uh, whatever her name is. Oh God, what's her name? She wrote Getting to I Do, which is a terrible title for a book. It's, it makes it seem like all women want to do is get married or something. Right. But that's not... Well, we just, do. Right? Like maybe. But uh, no. God. But... She says, this is how you get a man to come over. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. This is like regressing. You're like this cool, like punk rock, like badass, <laughs> whatever. And now I'm like, this is how you get a man to notice you. <laughs> this is how you're going to get married. Yeah. <laughs> I need to find a husband. Oh, God. ASAP. How did this happen? How did the podcast <laughs> turn into this? But here's what you do. You make eye contact and you hold it. I'm doing it. You guys can't see. I'm doing it with Colleen right now. You see a guy from across the room. You hold the gaze for one, two, Three and then you look away. Oh ah! yeah, Patty definitely says <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, now but that's you. like so creepy. Like, now I you do it. Now we're at a three party. seconds is a bit much. No, we're doing it and okay. action. I'm the guy across the room at the party. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's try it again. <laughs> yeah, like are you supposed to start giggling or smile or are you supposed to like? I can't. Keep a- like calm exterior. You like hold it. I, I'm laughing yeah. as the guy because it's, I'm just, I've been a silly mood, but like you would hold it as the right. girl, I can do it better. You hold it. You were doing great too, but I was just not a good partner in this thing role playing, but you hold it, hold it, hold it. Oh, like you're like, you're thinking to yourself, Oh, Hey you like, this yeah, is what, right. This is what you're in a monologue should be when you're doing the three second thing for the masculine energy, to, a guy to approach you. This is mm-hmm. how you reel him in. This is the internal monologue with your eyes. So eye contact is made, then you're like, oh, what do we got here? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, you're just, yeah, not too shabby. You're looking pretty cute. <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh, a, my God. Uh-oh, you're looking at me. Oh, oh, I'm getting a little shy now. I'm going to look away, but it's been nice looking at you. Mm-hmm. And then you look away. That's what the internal... Mo- Can you write that down for me? <laughs> <laughs> 
I've never been so happy podcasting in my entire life. Oh, that was so yay. fun. Oh, God. Yeah. So I don't know. Do. Yeah. That, no, that's that's for sure. For sure. That's hell yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, um, I was kind of making eye contact with this guy at a bar last night, but... I wasn't attracted to him. So like, yeah. I, like I could feel him, like he kept like looking at me and like we did make eye contact a couple times, but I made sure to cut it off at two seconds. What? Why? No, <laughs> <laughs> no I'm kidding. I wasn't counting, but I was like, I, I saw it cause I felt like his eyes on me and I, I looked up at him a couple times cause I was like, that guy's looking at me and just to like, you know, check him out. But ultimately I was not attracted to him. Oh, that's so good. I was like, good okay, thing you I'm looked away, look away after two yeah. seconds. Yeah. Right. I used to do because one any, anymore and who knows what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to go, uh, I used to be like, David, that was my approach. No, I'd be at a bar or the supermarket or the, I, or, uh, air one or whole, yeah, whole foods, just anywhere, Apple store, home Depot. And these are all great places to meet guys or whatever. And I'd be like, Mark, I'd be like, what? And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you are so crazy. Or I'd be like, excuse me, um, do you know where the soup is? Or something at, at the, at something dumb or like, oh, where'd you get those socks? But that's still fucked up because it's, first of all, a bit crazy. Yeah. A little aggressive, kind of desperate and masculine energy. Well, I like it. I like the the Mark thing. I, I, I think it's, it's kind of funny. Like, I think See? if you were standing in front of the soup and you said, like, do you know where the soup is? Can you help me find it? Yeah. That would be pretty yeah. funny. That's like class. That's what would happen to me. And that's pretty obvious, we, too. Yeah. Hey, do you know where this? Yeah. Anyway. But then where do you, where does it go from there? No, nowhere usually. <laughs> yeah. So see, like, well, because men- how do you, how do you, like, pick it up from there, you know? I think that. You just be like, oh, it's right there. And you're like. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. I think conversation, if, if the guy is into it, he'll stick around, but then yeah. I already you've initiated it, so it's fucked. Hopefully, that's why I try to tell guys, which is, I tell guys to initiate conversation because, you know, everybody's so scared nowadays, whatever, it's just bullshit. Dude, yeah, can we talk about yes. this just really quick? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I... Don't be okay. scared. Yeah. Men. I'm, I'm, of course, I'm a feminist. Yes, of I'm course. I'm all for feminism. I, Me too. I love, like, women's liberation and everything, and I think it's great. Obviously, but it's also like ruining my life. Is it? Because guys are too scared now to like come up to girls in public and talk to them. But it's not, they're just idiots, right? They're just like, I don't know, lame. That isn't the guy you want then, right? Who isn't the guy I want? The guys who are too scared. Because these are these guys who are like, oh, wait, is it rape if I like say hello and ask to buy her a drink? And you're like, no, just don't roofie her and then don't stick your dick in her. Right. Yeah. If she's unconscious or fucked up. Right. You know? Yeah. But I think the the climate is like so tense right now that it's like confusing. It's like a confusing time where they're like, but I don't know what What is appropriate. And it's just better. Yeah, you're right. That's fucking dumb. But still, like, I feel like. More so now, guys are like afraid to approach women in public and just like talk to them because they're afraid that they don't want girls be, are gonna be like fuck you. You're yeah, just, what? Yeah, because it's like oh, it's too aggressive for a man to even speak right. to, like to, yeah. to initiate. So maybe it'll they do like nothing. maybe it'll balance out well, in the next few years, hopefully. But I think it feels like it's already calming down. But then also that's why going to a bar, I guess, when alcohol and a social lubricant like alcohol is introduced to the equation, maybe these. Maybe they will approach a girl. Maybe they'll be 
I don't know. Yeah, and also it's like, do you really want to meet this person at a bar too? Like, if you're looking for, is this you a know, flip phone? Was that a pager? It's a slider. What a pager! I don't know. It looked like a slide of a pager. It's, um, it's a Verizon LG slider. Oh my god! Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by uh, what? I got a fuzzle up my throat. Oh, god. oh no! <laughs> Take some water. My cousin Susie texted me. What's she saying? She said, "How's it going?" With a question mark and an exclamation. That's how point. I. That's what I do. Yeah. I, oh, I was just thinking about her. She just had a baby a couple months ago. Um, Tell her there's a shout out for her on this podcast. Yeah, shout out Susie. She's never going to listen to this, oh, but okay. Um, uh, but I'll tell her nonetheless. I always say, I'll, I'll say to my boyfriend, I'll go, "Oh, tell your friend, tell him I say hi," and then I'll be like, "Did you tell him I said hi?" And he goes, "No," <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, when you t- when you tell me to say some to hi to someone, I pass it on. When I, if I, I always pass on the hi." Yeah, this is like an episode of Seinfeld or something. I think you just need to have faith that. He did or he didn't. Well, he told me he didn't, and he doesn't. Well, and that's fine. Why you need to know, though? Oh yeah, you're right. You're I, right. That's like that's funny to me that you say like you followed up. That's like really really I funny. Follow up on the high. Yeah, on the high. Like I've never heard of anyone doing that before. That's wow. I, that's how exhausting I am today. I follow up on the high. Did you tell your friend I said hi? Uh, I actually didn't. What? I can't believe it. Uh, oh that's my. So funny. Um. Wait, what were you talking about? Dating. We were oh, talking about like, well, okay. yeah, like if wait, you... That's why dating sites are important because then you know what you're getting into. Maybe that's why you should be on I Tinder. Suppose. I don't think I can do it. Why? I met my boyfriend on Tinder. <laughs> I know you did. And I know I know some people that it's like, quote unquote, worked for. Um, not to like discount your relationship or take anything away it's from fine. anyone yeah. that has met like the love of their life on, on Tinder or any other online dating service. But... I just, it just doesn't like sit well with me. I, I don't know. know. I hate telling the story. I hate telling the like, how'd you guys meet on Tinder? Well, see, yeah. And like, like I said, I, I, I live in a fantasy world and I want everything to be like this amazing fantasy. And I, I need a better story than that. I know. I'm sorry. I'm with but, you. I get it. I, just, I don't know. The like whole, like, like sometimes I do think like, oh, that, that could be pretty hot actually. Like searching through a database of males and like it picking is the ones that I think are hot or yeah. whatever. Let's sign up after we get off the show. Okay. That'll be fun. <laughs> Wait, what are we going to do? We're going to sign you up for Tinder. Oh, no. Yes, it'd be so fun. Okay, but this is the other thing about it. Okay. That maybe this is like a little conceited of me or whatever, but I would... You're I would too cool to be on there. I would hate for somebody to recognize me But that on means there. they're on it too. But if they're oh, just like a, a dork person... Dork. Yeah, okay. A regular person. Oh, my God. You know, just a civilian (laughs) on Tinder. Yeah. Um, And they see me and like, whoa, isn't that Colleen Green? That means they're lucky. They're like, my lucky day. And then you're like, yeah, it is your lucky day. And they better... I don't know. I don't know. I want somebody who's like more special than me, though. What about another musician? Would you date another musician? Like go on tour together and have a love story and write songs? And who's that going to be? Yeah, that would be great. Um... Yeah, and it would be great if it was because I have dated musicians in the past, and unfortunately, it was it. There was always this air of like competition. Yeah. Really? Oh wow. Yeah, that's true. Because I was more successful than them already, and they would always be like, "Hey, can like my band open for you?" Like, ooh, you know, that's and, not masculine. That's uh, yeah, that's the feminine energy. Totally. No thanks. Or like, hey, can you listen to this new recording and like tell me what you think? 
And if it's not good, it's like, yeah, like I'm gonna let you finish, but it, like, what am I supposed to say? But if it was good, if it were good, if that would be good, cool. That would be great. That would be yeah. beautiful. Then you guys could both play each other music. Right. That sounds like a dream, some kind of Cassavetti's artistic mm-hmm. relationship. And that's why I was excited about whoever the, you're dating. Well, I was dating a comedian. Okay. Can I say that? Of course. You can say whatever you want to say. And then I'll get but, the text being like, can you bleep that part yeah, out? Yeah, right. Well, I was just excited about it. That's okay. Nobody because it was kind of like still a creative in field, the world. performative. Yeah. And he's still like, I was like, he gets it, but it's, it wasn't like too close for comfort. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. This is in the creative family where you get right. performing, you get writing, but like you're doing music and he's doing comedy. Right. We're not doing like the same exact thing. So it's not like I'm looking over his shoulder being like, oh, what are you up to? You I know, I never date a comedian though ever again. I did <laughs> enough in my like teens and twenties and I'm just like burned. Yeah. Even if it's not justified, like whatever. I've never dated one before. Oh, there you go. Got out of your system. Yeah, I guess so. I was going to say about the Tinder thing. I wouldn't trade the person I met on Tinder for a better story with another person. Like, that's the thing. Like you could meet such a great person and just be like, oh, well, I guess I have to sacrifice the story or I don't know. Yeah. But like what's more important, the person or the story? The person. I'll answer yeah. for you. That's yeah. true. So we'll sign up right after the, uh, we wrap we the should, show up. You said you wanted to go on Instagram Live. We should go on Instagram Live. Can you do those things at the same time? Yes. Well, if we get on your phone, oh, no. we can't get on Tinder from your phone because you got no. this kooky phone. Oh, that's why it comes up green whenever we text. Right. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. And plus Colleen Green. So there you go. I like it. If it does work. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. But now we can't. But you know what we can do on Instagram Live? What? We can do um, different ways to approach people. And we can do the three-second stare. <laughs> and then we can do the, like, Mike? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were my friend Mike. Right. So we'll do that. <laughs> Unless I can't sign up for Tinder on my phone because then it'll be me on Tinder. And then my boyfriend, uh, you know, will break up with me. He'll break up with you, yeah. Yeah, it's not, Immediately. Yeah, immediately. He'll find out because he's <laughs> on there. He'll be like, what are you doing here? Right. I thought I was only here. Anyway, um, segueing into something completely different talked about romance i got two more massive questions for you okay i'm gonna try to land this plane because we both have lives to live yep so you're so into astrology and i am too but why and what does it mean and what do you know about it and why are women so into it not to be like gender stereotyping again i keep doing that i'm sorry it's horrible i should break gender stereotype barriers it's true though i feel like a lot of well, I do know some men that are that know a lot about it and are really in- interested nobody, in it. Nobody wants to fuck those guys, though. I don't. Maybe you do. <laughs> uh, maybe I do, too. I don't know. I mean, not now. My boyfriend's kind of getting into astrology, but that's because of me. Yeah. That's he's cool. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm a Cancer. My rising sign is uh, Aquarius. His moon's an Aquarius. He's, a, he's an Aquarius rising? And I'm I'm a Taurus rising and a Taurus moon, and he's got... O-M-G. What does this mean? It's a good match. Really? For me? Yeah. Well, that's nice. I mean, you know, on paper, it's compatible. Yeah. That's the whole thing about astrology is that it's like, uh, I mean, a lot of it is like, um, woo woo. No. People use that phrase all the time. A lot of it. It's like, uh, ah, fuck. I, sometimes I think I'm like having a a small stroke because I can't think of words, but then I'm also maybe just, that's like my weed reservoir. Like it is springing into action. Yeah. Whatever. It's it's a thing that like you know, stars what is it? Stars align? Stars dispose uh stars predispose but people dispose. 
So it's like, you know, it's, it's an outline. It's, um, (laughs) I know what you mean, but like, you know, you can't just judge people just based on that. And I, that's what I've been trying to do. Yeah, I used, Less, to do that. Uh-huh. I used to do that all the time where I'd start dating a guy and then I'd do our match on like Astrology Zone, like yeah. Susan Miller or something. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? Do you, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's not even that great. I don't like her readings anymore, but I just I love it. I don't know it. much about her. And I would do our match and then I'd like read it and like take it for like, wow, this is this is what it is. This is what our yeah. relationship's going to be. And then I'd send it to the guy and be like, here's what we are. And I'd do it like, uh-huh. I'd be like Taurus with an Aquarius, Aquarius with a Taurus. So I get both different readings, even though it's for the same two signs. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've also had my chart done with my boyfriend. So we have, I have my chart, his chart, our compatibility chart. I don't know. It's all exhausting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun and it's, like it's really interesting, thing. but it's, you can't like, you it's not gospel. It. It's not gospel. Yeah. That is a phrase. And also, uh, I think it's a control thing too. Yeah. It tries to, it, it gives you a sense of control in this out of control world. Right. And again, like I said, it allow it like makes you try to look for patterns. Oh yeah. Like it's, like, yeah. it's like, okay, if you're, um, you know, a, a Scorpio, you're going to act like this, this and that, and you're not going to get along with people who are are like a Gemini or a Libra or whatever. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Eliminate those guys. Right. Yeah. But it it ain't always like that. Yeah. So you can't just like take it at its word. Yeah. But it is really interesting. Um, I think my like I just happened to over the years like have met a lot of really good friends that are really into it. So yeah. it's just by default or by association I've been getting into it more. And um, like I said, you can't judge people based on it, but at the same time, it is really fucking interesting. It is. And fun when those people start to exhibit all of the traits that like astrology.com or whatever, like that their, their chart says they're going to. And it's just like, wow, yeah, you don't believe in astrology at all, but maybe you should because you're like living out the exact like a- actions that it that your chart says you're going to. Yeah. Maybe it makes you you've got like an ace up your sleeve or something. Yeah. You're like you can we can do the detective work and they don't even have to know that they're that you, you found them out. Yeah. That you know all their secret behavior and that yeah. Totally. Um, but yeah, it does kind of give you like you're like, oh yeah, I knew you were gonna do that because that's what you do. I've always just stayed away from Scorpio guys because I just don't trust them because they're like so intense. Yeah. And I feel like they're going to cheat. But maybe. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've never actually my first boyfriend ever was a Scorpio when I was like 16. Um, and after that, all of my serious boyfriends have been Libras, except for my last one who was a cancer, but he was a Libra rising. What? Really? Yep. And all of my celebrity crushes are Scorpios. Really? Who are yeah, your isn't that weird? Crushes? Keanu Reeves? Um, no, is he a Scorpio? No, I just like Keanu Reeves. I think he's a Cancer, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. Um, I love him. No, it's like... Alexander Skarsgård? No. Okay, sorry. I'll stop interrupting. Mark Ruffalo is like a big one. Oh, he's great. He's like a Scorpio Sagittarius cuz. He's married, though. I can never have crushes on married people. Yeah, he's married. Um... Not even fake. Well, it's like a you know, it's a celebrity crush. It doesn't mean anything. We're in LA. Yeah, could happen at any minute. Sam Rockwell. Oh yeah, I love. He's a Scorpio. Um, and then I, I love Charlie Day. He's an Aquarius though. Um, Seth MacFarlane. Oh, I love. I love him too. What's his sign? <laughs> he's a Scorpio. 
I love that you have a crush on him. Yeah. I used to have such a crush on him. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I like love him, but his, like when I whenever he like busts out with a show tune or something, I'm just like, ugh. <gasps> have you heard God. of him? He's on Howard Stern a lot, or he has been. I've listened to those interviews and I'm like, oh, I love this guy. Wait, would you date Elon Plus he's Musk? from New England. So. Oh, he's from New England. Yeah. All right. So that's cool. Yeah. God. Elon Musk, not cool? No. Why? Uh, Too full of himself? Not cool, and I'm not attracted to him. Yeah, that face. Yeah. It's a little gummy. It's, I can never, like, relate to... He's like a robot. Foreign guys, either. Is like he a, foreign? What is that accent? Yeah, right? What He's, like, Swede from Norwegian or something. I don't Norwegian? Know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> What's his sign? I have no idea. Oh, you know what? What? <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually don't know what he is. I'm not even going to venture to guess. Yeah, take that, Elon Musk. We're not yeah, going to venture. You're not worth it. To guess. Yeah. Oh, he got married. He was Did engaged. He? Well, he was married for a long time, had a bunch of kids, got divorced, and then remarried his wife, his, his baby mama again. Whoa. Then they got divorced again, and then he dated another person, then he dated Amber Heard, then he dated Grimes. Grimes. Yeah. That seemed like it did not that work out so crazy. very well. And then he deleted his Instagram account. That's the, oh I, I know God. a little too much about Elon Musk. Yeah, so you know a lot about him. None of the good stuff, though. None of the, like, the Tesla stuff. None of the, like, you know, whatever. Who knows what he's up to, but I'm aware of his, Don't know. his romantic endeavors or whatever. Okay, so you're writing a song. Oh, I love Jesse Bradford, too, but I think he's a Gemini. Jesse Bradford? Who's that? Jesse Bradford is an actor. He was in like Bring It On. Uh, he's kind of like swarthy and like very cute. Yeah. Let's see. What else was he in? He's been in tons of shit. Google it, you guys. I don't know. That's what I'm going to do yeah. later. Um, <laughs> writing a song. When do you write? Like when are you creating? Like when are you like coming up with songs? What does that look like? Is it totally different all the time? Or do you find yourself like you're a night owl or morning person? Or like do you need to be alone a lot? I kind of just live my life and when I think of something, like, I think of it. Yeah. Voice notes? I don't know. I don't... What? what? Voice notes? Are you like when you do... Oh, I thought you, you said Boy Scouts. No. Gross. No. <laughs> Not that kind of... Uh, anyway, but uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. Voice like, notes? Oh. um, Like if you have a melody yeah, in your head? Yeah. Sometimes I'll record on my kooky little phone as oh, you described it. Did I call it a kooky you little did. phone? <laughs> I'm not offended. I'm used be. to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll like, I do have a voice recorder, a sound recorder actually on my, my little phone that I use sometimes. Um, I have like, you know, a computer set up with like an interface in my living room. So when I'm just sitting around watching TV or whatever, and I think of something, I can go and just record it really quick or yeah. I always have like a notebook like nearby where I'll just like write down ideas and stuff. Yeah. And then every, every once in a while, I'll just sit down and be like, yeah, I'm going to like work on something. Does that work better? When you're like intentional and you're like, I am writing a song. Does that like, you can still do it? Yeah. Oh my God. It's so great. I mean, sometimes, sometimes no, but I think the more you like do it, the yeah. more, like the easier it becomes. Yeah. Thinking it like the last, the last like song that I Wrote. It's not even a complete song at this point, but I think, you know, I I tend to like think about stuff a lot. Me too. Isn't <laughs> it painful? It's so painful yeah. for me at least. But I was just thinking about stuff and like thought of a line and then thought of the melody. Like it all just kind of coalesced like 
I'm snapping my fingers, but I can't snap really. Doesn't doesn't really work. But yeah, it was like that. Yeah. And then I just went to my computer and like recorded it. When how old are you when you started playing guitar? And like singing. Thirteen. Thirteen? Yeah. But I've been singing since I was really young. Yeah. Yeah, like five. And what was the first thing you were singing where you were like, oh my God, this is my talent? And people were like, oh my God. Like, when did that, when was that, that hit mm, dawn on you? Um, I don't know. I've always wanted to sing. My, my grandmother wanted to be a singer and loves to sing and same with my mom. Um, so I think I just kind of like inherited it you're from fulfi- them. You're fulfilling the dream. Yeah. Did they not follow through with yeah. the dream? Wow. I don't think they could. Yeah. Why? Um, they just couldn't? Why? Um, societal and monetary constraints. Yeah. I know it, it, Basically. Is, it is a scary thing to jump off a cliff and be freelance and be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to follow my dream. And then you're not always guaranteed to be making money. And uh, yeah. it's such a scary thing. Yeah. And I think, well, now nowadays it's a lot easier for people to like attain their dreams and the world is a lot smaller and it's easier to just like, I'm just going to go to LA and like do whatever I want, you know? But yeah. back then, so like for my grandmother and my mom, like people just didn't do that, especially where I'm from. Like I'm from a, an extremely small town in New England. Yeah. And like where I'm from, people don't just do that shit. They just stay where they're at and become like teachers or nurses or whatever. Have kids. Get married. Yeah. Not if there's anything wrong with that. It's a really like, right. you know, commendable, beautiful thing that takes a lot of energy and effort and, and strength and stuff. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. A friend of mine was saying, he goes, Alexi, just realize you live in Los Angeles. I mean, I was born and raised here, but yeah. he was like... So cool. I mean, it's not, but, I don't know. <laughs> but he was like, isn't it inc- like a lot of people are so filled with fear that they won't even move to Los Angeles because they're afraid of earthquakes. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what that, that speaks to, but what we're talking about, but just about the, but we, it's scary to like go somewhere different, do something yeah. scary, take a chance. Like, and that, yeah, it's amazing. Like the things that hold other people back just because it's a hard thing to like, I don't know. Yeah. It's super scary. That's, it's fear. I think more than. A lot of other other things. But you're always singing. Leaving your family. Leaving your family. Yeah, my mom. My mom would always sing to me. Um, She used to sing this song. It's like a known song. It's like Frere Jacques Frere. Oh wait, no, that's not the the right one. That was one we we would sing in kindergarten. I remember that. You know that one. Yeah. Yeah. What was the other one? It was like in French though. Um, it was uh uh oh. Un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq, cinq, six, sept, violette, oh, bicyclette. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, violet on a bicycle. I've never heard that. <laughs> I don't know what it is or where it comes from, but my mom would always like sing that to me. Yeah. And um, when I was in first grade, I think we had a talent show at my school and I sang that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Did you win? No, it was, it wasn't, there was no prizes. It wasn't about competition back then. That's good. Oh, now it's only about competition. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. But yeah, I used to like write little songs and carry them around with me in a little purse that I made. Mm -hmm. And when I was in second grade, I wrote a rap song. You did? With an accompanying dance called Do the Pencil. And I performed it at show and tell. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And that went over well. Oh, yeah. God. Really well. It was a hit. Kids were doing the dance in the playground afterwards. 
doing the pencils. Like, yeah. Is it a wiggly move? No, it was a very, <laughs> very, <laughs> a very rigid dance. It's a pencil. Yeah. Yeah. God. <laughs> Are you going to sing one of the new songs off your new album, Acapella, right now? Uh, no. All right. I mean, I wasn't planning on I it. I know, I know. Do I have to? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, oh, God. So you're just writing whenever. What's what do you want next? So you've so you've, you've got a, an album of songs worth of songs ready to record. Yeah, and about it's about you. Like it's like the next uh, your evolution, the next step yeah. in your life, where you're at, I making don't know. the changes, growing. It's not up. really about anything. Yeah. Okay. Is it soft, it's, fast, slow? It's like post. I want to grow up. Like I wanted to grow up. I'm getting there. Maybe. Hopefully. This but is, this is just kind of like a interim. In the interim. Yeah. Is that the name of the album? No, but that's not bad. In the interim. Ooh. That isn't bad. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> God. It's just kind of, yeah, it's like a collection of songs. A lot of them are like largely instrumental. Oh, really? Yeah. I've, like I said, like, I want to grow up took so much out of me. I feel like I said it all and now I don't have that much left to say. Like I still do, but like I'm just like tired and I just She's tired. You like, guys leave her alone. Just play guitar. Let her just play guitar. Yeah. You were so great performing with John Daly. Oh, thank you. Yeah. What's the name of that show? John Daly is awesome, right? Wait, what's the name of <laughs> Close. it? Close. What is John it? Daly Kills It. John Daly Kills <laughs> It is an incredible, it's a monthly comedy show that John Daly yep. puts on and like just, you know, comedians and musicians and I, I know such a happy surprise. John and his sax. John and his sax. Yeah. John Daly. He's been on Every the month of the satellite. Every month of the satellite. He's playing with on his sax and then all of a sudden you're on stage and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. You sound like an angel. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great show. That was a great show. Eric Andre dropped in, oh, right? Oh yeah. Nick Kroll. Yep. Yep. Whoever else. Todd, Todd Berry. Berry. That was, was amazing. So funny. Yeah. Uh, we did the show on Tuesday night, actually, two nights ago. Who? John Daly. Yeah. And it was also awesome. And Billy Zane was there. From Titanic? Yeah. Wait, this is another John Daly show? Yeah, because it's every month. It's so. every month? What day of the month? Uh, about you. It it's of- like the second Tuesday or something second Tuesday of, the of the month, month. every okay. month. So Billy Zane was there. Yep. Jesus. And I met him. What happened? Um, I shook his hand and I said, I'm a big fan. But I really regretted not just being like... Fuck yeah, Demon Knight. Oh my God. I don't even know what that's referencing. It's the movie Demon Knight oh. that Billy Zane stars in. It's a Tales from the Crypt movie. Oh. It's awesome. Did you perform? I did. Oh my God. So yeah. was he like, I'm a big fan now? I don't think he saw my performance. What the fuck? Yeah. What the hell was he doing? Was he on a date? I don't know. Getting it seems exclusive. like he was with like a few girls. Oh my God. Of course. Classic like Billy really Zane. <laughs> oh God. Really? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. He gets Zane. Me, he gets me too after this. I remember actually like being really <laughs> young. No, no. I don't know anything about Billy Zane except. Me either. When I was, oh, maybe this except is Night. Well, <clears throat> a long time ago, I would go, I had a girlfriend. We were so young. We were like 10, 11, 12. I don't know. I could be making up these ages, but. Mm-hmm. Her dad is a famous director and she lived in the Hollywood Hills and it was very cool. And we would go swimming. And I remember, I think like we must have been 13 and we were like, go topless swimming. And one time Billy Zane was in the pool and it was nighttime and we got in and we were like not fucking with him because we knew our power is like pert breasted, perky breasted, like 13 year olds who are like very tall for their age. Like I'm 5'11". I've been 5'11 since out of the womb or whatever. Whoa, that must have been a hard birth 
for your hard birth for my mom first. I was like, hard birth? Damn. That's another possible album title. But anyway, yeah. so that's my Billy Zane experience. But I think that's when he looked wow. really cute. He was cute from Titanic, I think, back then. I don't yeah. Know. Anyway. Yeah, he's cute. He's a good looking guy. He was wearing like a crazy, like, cream colored three piece suit. Good for Billy Zane. I was like, oh, that's him. Yeah. This is Billy right. Zane now. Um, yeah. Wow, that story is crazy. Oh, the topless stuff? Yeah. Yeah, he was just in the pool, but then we were like, yeah, we're just topless Billy Zane. Like, what do you get? And he was swimming there to begin with. We, 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 we like annoyed him. We didn't annoy him, but we like oh. infiltrated his space. So mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, I'm sure he is like a Me Too candidate for some other shit that I'm not going to take him off the table for that. Who knows what he's gotten up to? All <laughs> men are probably guilty of something. Anyway, oh that's not true, but maybe. Um, but in this case, he was totally innocent. And mm. uh, I've seen him at Erewhon since. I don't know him at all. What's though. that? Air One is this like way overpriced health food store on Beverly Boulevard. And then there's one in Venice, right, or I think, too, oh, okay. or Malibu or Calabasas. Anyway, cool. what's next for you? What are you looking forward to? Is there a tour coming up? I know you're recording the album, but what what do you want to tell yeah. us? Uh, I have a lot going on right now, actually. I'm, I'm writing a show. What? Shut up. All right. No, I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm writing a show. Uh, I am... Probably, hopefully, going to record a new album in June. And then I am going on tour in June. Um, and yeah, those are those are like my big things. That's enough. Right now. You're writing a show. Yeah. Like a half hour, like a like a pilot? Yeah. A TV show. Yeah, yeah. When did this decide? When did you decide you wanted to do this? Well, I've been wanting to make a movie for years, and I've just been like thinking about it a lot. I've always wanted to make a movie. Um, and, uh, a couple years ago I got in touch with my friend Nesto, who is like a director, writer, and he's really cool and really talented. And I was like, he would probably be into doing this with me. So I reached out to him and he was totally down. So we were talking, we just been like casually talking about it, like over the course of the past couple of years, but we weren't sure. We knew like what we wanted the tone and everything to be and like what the influences would be, but we didn't know what the story would be. So that's been something that's kind of just been like taking us a a while. And then finally, like just a couple of months ago, it like came to me an idea for a story and I hit him up and he got really excited about it. And we just started talking. He brought somebody else in another screenwriter and we've just been like on the phone and like writing and sharing all this stuff like a lot lately and like they both went to South by Southwest and were like pitching it all over the place. Whoa. And so now, and we decided ultimately that like it probably would be best as a show. So the movie idea, maybe the movie in like the future. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be a show now and like hopefully somebody will give us money to make it. You're always being creative no matter what the facet. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. I'm very excited. Oh my God. Well, where can we find you? Do you have a website? Does everybody have to have a website? I don't think so. Do I mean, one? I don't have a website. No. Instagram? Even Maybe Instagram. I should get one, but I don't like paying for stuff. Yeah, me So neither. I don't ah! want to pay for a website. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm on Instagram at Colleen Green 420. Facebook, same thing. Twitter, same thing. Colleen Green 420. And uh, Google me. And we can find all your music on uh, iTunes. Yeah, iTunes, Spotify, it's all all there. It's all there. Well, thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, everybody. Bye.